0: Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father. Amen. This morning we'll consider the words of the prophet Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 and 2 as follows. Nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed, as when at first he lightly esteemed the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan in Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. This is the word of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, who is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Dear friends in Christ, Do you think of yourself as an insider or an outsider? Certainly, I think when it comes to things like big business and politics, most of us are outsiders. I always like to guess where the stock market's gonna go or who's gonna win the next election, and I'm nearly always wrong. But perhaps in other areas of your life as well, you sometimes feel like an outsider, like you don't really belong like you weren't included. And certainly in the most important sense, the spiritual sense, all of us were born outsiders, weren't we? Because of the original sin of, inherited from our first parents, Adam and Eve, we were by nature outsiders to the kingdom of God's grace. As Paul says, at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope, and without God in the world. But today there's good news. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Thankfully, God sent someone to turn you from an outsider to an insider. Jesus Christ, the Galilean king, the one who was himself the biggest outsider Israel had ever seen. Join me this morning as we consider the theme, Jesus of Galilee, the King of the Outsiders. In the first place, those outside in darkness, he brings into his light. Some people actually take pride in being outsiders. In the elections last fall, for instance, there were a number of candidates who were successful specifically because they claimed to be outsiders. They said that they didn't belong to the (coughs) perceived corruption and incompetence of D.C. politics. Usually, though, being an outsider is not a good thing. At the time of the prophet Isaiah, there was one geographical area in Israel whose people were considered the ultimate outsiders, and that was Galilee. It lay in the northernmost part of Israel, around the Sea of Galilee. It was the historic homeland of the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali. Throughout history, these people were the most heavily oppressed of all the children of Israel. When invading armies descended from the north on the country, this region was conquered first. And when the invaders were finally driven out, they were the last to be liberated. The people of this northern region led a life of almost constant conflict and crushing oppression. Its people were repeatedly displaced and carried into captivity most notably under the Assyrian armies who were commanded by Tiglath-Pileser III. Those Jews who remained in Galilee after all those displacements were considered mongrels. They intermarried with the Canaanites around them and had their religion corrupted by the surrounding idolatry. So much so that by the time of Christ to be a Galilean was considered synonymous with unbeliever. They were despised by the pure populations of the south. Galileans were rejected and considered mongrels and outsiders. By the way, this explains that familiar episode between Philip and Nathaniel. you remember? When Philip said to Nathanael, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathaniel skeptically responded, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Right, it was like saying, can anything good come out of tiny Butte Community College? That little place, nothing. Nothing but an obscure college quarterback named Aaron Rodgers. That's in Galilee. Nothing good can come from Galilee. But Nathaniel was mistaken. He was overlooking one important Old Testament prophecy, our text for this morning, from Isaiah chapter 9. Yes, historically, Galilee was downtrodden and oppressed. They were the ultimate outsiders. But a day was coming when her gloom would turn to glory. What would be glorious about Galilee? Just one thing. The Savior of the world would come from there. He wouldn't be born there, of course. That honor was reserved for Bethlehem in the land of Judah. But it was in Galilee where Jesus would make his home. In Galilee where Jesus would do the majority of his work. In Galilee where he would live most of his life. In every practical sense, Jesus was from Galilee and that made him the king of the outsiders. And that's comforting for you and me because Jesus was an outsider himself, and he lived to serve and save other outsiders, people just like you and me. How did Jesus accomplish this? How does this happen? First of all, those outside in darkness he brings into his light. Our text says the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. As I say, this prophecy was fulfilled when Jesus came to the land of Galilee, to a land of darkness and gloom, a land of ignorance and backwardness, a land of idolatry and sin. Yet of all people, it was these people, the Galileans, who were chosen first to hear the gospel. These people, these outsiders, were the first to be invited to come into the light of God's forgiveness and grace. What a comfort for us who were just as much outsiders to the kingdom of heaven uh, as those Galileans ever were. The Bible says that Jesus came to seek and to save those who were lost. Those of us who are sinners. Those of us whose past record is anything but perfect. Those of us who have turned away from God time and again, spurning his commandments, following our own rebellious path, we were outsiders to the kingdom of God. But Jesus was not content to leave us as outsiders in the darkness of our sin. He came and gave his life for us on Calvary's cross. He came and called us from the outside in to come in to the warmth and the light of his love and his grace and his forgiveness. Jesus said, I am the light of the world He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Which of course brings us to the biggest subject of all, the subject that nobody seems to want to talk about, the subject of death. Many believe that death is one darkness, nothing can overcome. The famous poet Alexander Pope once wrote about death this way, Lo, thy dread empire chaos is restored. Light dies before thy uncreating word. Thy hand, great Anarch, lets the curtain fall, and universal darkness buries all. Wow, pretty depressing, isn't it? Good thing it's not true, not for us anyway, because Jesus, our Galilean king, Jesus, the king of the outsiders, our Jesus has conquered for us even that gloom, the gloom of death. He who believes in me, Jesus said, though he may die, yet shall he live. With Christ as our king, we can be calm and confident as King David was when he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me we Christians, have been brought from the outside in so that we can confidently say with the Apostle Paul, O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We'll conclude with the singing of stanzas one and four. Of him three sixty seven.